The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. This is the EP Podcast. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. We've got a great guest today. If I saw you this weekend, if you're new to the show, welcome in. This episode and every episode of the EP Podcast is brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. We're all happy to give this time of year, but those costs can sometimes add up, even if you're making someone else's day better. And that's why when you open up a total access checking account, you get a $300 bonus, free ATMs nationwide, great mobile and online banking tools. So give away this season without financial stress with a $300 gift from the First National Bank of Evergreen Park and easy access to your accounts. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP $100 required to open requirements to qualify must use link to apply member FDIC sitting here with me for this entire episode today. She's not only the state representative for Evergreen Park and much of the surrounding area, but she's also the mayor of Evergreen Park. Mayor Kelly Burke is here. How are you? I am fantastic, Chris. Wonderful. I had um, one of those days today. I'm going to share it with you. Uh, today was uh, was funeral day. You know how that like just gets right in the middle of everything that you're doing. Yep. Like, you know, it's sad that the person dies, and I and it was my it was my sister's mother-in-law. It was way up on the north side, so it was like all of a sudden. Last night was awake. I drove all the way through all that traffic on 294 with all the stuff that's all over the place. Drove all the way back, caught a couple hours of sleep, went all the way back for the for the funeral. And they're like a big Irish family. I mean, I could tell by your last name, Irish. Oh yeah, right. And you know what these people are like, the Irish. There's plenty of Irish in Evergreen Park. They're professional funeral goers. We love our wakes and and funerals. They do. I mean, like what they have set up is incredible. I mean. The, the funeral itself was an hour and a half because we had to play all of the traditional Irish music that we could. And the bagpipes had to be there. And there were extra things in there and sayings and everything. And look, I, I'm part Irish, but I mean, like, and I've seen a lot of it before and I, I, I love it. I love the culture of it. But man, when they do a funeral, it is a full day affair. It really is. Well, they like to celebrate. They do. They do. Well, it sounds like this lady had a really nice send off. She had a great send off. And I think she would have enjoyed the send off because she liked going to send offs. <laughs> like I, I, if I remember correctly, she enjoyed going to these kind of things. Okay. The problem is the problem is that about one o'clock in the afternoon today, I started with the open bar. So if I ask anything <laughs> stupid today, Kelly, you're going to have to, you're going to have to excuse me. Well, you me. get to edit yourself. That's <laughs> the genius of this show. I know that is the genius of the show. So first off, I saw you. You at the money tree thing last week. Yeah, it's very exciting. And I made a joke about it on the air, but it's true. You pulled up and there were people that were concerned you were actually racing. No, I, 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 I Kelly, Kelly Maroney had talked to me about the whole idea and it sounded so cool and so fun. But um, no, I didn't think it would be a good idea if, if I participated. Yeah, I know, but you yeah. pulled up, and right away I heard somebody cry like, she's not in it, right? She's not in it, right? <laughs> no, I'm not in it. Because that's not yeah, fair. Yeah. Like, yeah, people are intense. Right in front of classmates? Yeah, right in yeah, front yeah. of a classmate there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and uh, they were all stuck. They had to wait to get through that one. They had to wait for them to open up, 
And then as soon as they got that clue, I told them they had to wait an hour until the EP podcast. Oh, no. I thought they were going to murder me right there on the corner. <laughs> like, there's going to be a crime scene out there right. on the corner in front of the classmate. And then, of course, we had Thanksgiving just went by. And I, I'm, I'm guessing you had, did the whole thing with the family and stuff. I like did. You get a break, I would imagine, from all the stuff down in Springfield being a state rep. And you get to shut things down in the village yeah. for a couple of days, right? Yeah, and the village is closed the day after Thanksgiving. So everybody had a well-deserved uh, rest. So all good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get a break at some point where you're not doing the state rep stuff that makes it a little bit easier with the mayor stuff? I mean, don't you get like times yeah. where it's like a, a recess and they all just kind of yeah, go we, home? Well, yeah, we haven't been in Springfield. Um, we were there for four days um, in the fall, but we haven't been there really since the spring. So not they, of a break. Like, yeah, this is a break right now. Are they getting back to normal down there out of curiosity? I mean, like in terms, I remember when the <laughs> pandemic broke out, it what was do like, we mean by normal? I don't know. Nothing's normal <laughs> down there. Okay. No, it's, it's back to normal with, precautions yeah yeah that's good that's yeah. good you get to walk around and chit chat exactly. i've been down there before you exactly you, you don't i would imagine you're not getting like the classes that come down there or like the students coming down and visiting or anything no like that. i mean most of the schools aren't really doing outside field trips yeah. um and fewer of the um you know the just the groups that will come down um the, the lobbyists the advocacy and, and advocacy groups. The people that come down and bug you to pass a law Exactly. But but also like organized groups will come down. So, uh, you know, people uh, advocating for a higher minimum wage or whatnot, they might bring a whole bunch of people down and have a rally. That's kind of uh, been tamped down a lot. There were a couple groups uh, back in October, but nothing like nothing like it was before. So I think that'll take some time to get back. When you're in this little lull here before they go back into session, do you... Do you already have an idea of what's coming up the next time you guys are all back together down there? Like, is it already like, uh, no. we're going to have this bill or we're going to have this thing or we're going to have this thing we're going to have to work on? Or does everybody just kind of start working that out when they get back? Uh, no, there's a couple There's a couple things that you know you have to work on. And um, obviously, the, the state budget happens every year. Yeah. So you always know you're going to have to work on that. Can you um, throw Jerry Reinsdorf some money? Because he's striking out in free agency <laughs> right now, and I think he's broke. Any way the state can subsidize the White Sox so we can win a championship? You know what? The, the whole sports... Part of it really isn't my area of expertise, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, I think you could earn some votes from, from White Sox one. fans. I'm just saying, Kelly. Okay, <laughs> I, you, I am a White Sox. If somehow I'm a White Sox Kelly, fan myself, if you could get the state to throw him, I don't know, twenty million dollars, so and get one more starting pitcher, <laughs> or fix his hole at second base, or even find a right fielder, I, I'm right now slam dunk Kelly Burke. You might be the next governor for all I know. Uh, well. <laughs> We'll see. Let's just say I'm, I'm a White Sox fan. I, I want I want the team and Mr. Reinsdorf to be successful. No, oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. So let's get to Evergreen Park here. Um, you got a new auto dealership. Coming in. Yeah. International Subaru. Nick Construction's moving along. It's a big site. Uh, you know, to, so it took a while to clear. And it was funny as I was watching the um, demolition, you know, going on over. It took a while. And you could tell that whoever, the people who built the bank also owned a, a cement company because I think that building was almost all concrete. Well, you also have to figure like <laughs> when they build banks, I got to imagine that knocking down a bank, you're finding all kinds of weird structural yeah, things because like they have to like reinforce the safe, like wherever all the really valuable money is, right. not my money. The money of the very rich people that's in the special safe that I imagine it's there. Like the one that the bank right. robbers go after, like and that I, one. And the pneumatic tubes that connected right. the, the drive-through. Because if you remember the drive that drive-through section was huge. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, could, yeah, and they were shooting things all over the yeah, place yeah, with right. their little canisters and yeah. stuff like that. So I would imagine that's interesting. How long do they do they give you till they think that they're gonna be going? Do they do they have they given you guys an estimate? 
Um, well, it's all weather dependent, right. the construction. Um, but we're hoping um, to be that they're up and running in third quarter of 2022. We're talking fall next year. Yeah. All right. So they're gonna get they're gonna get in here, and then we'll have a, we'll have a car dealership here. Um, are you handing out free Subarus? Like, what did the, <laughs> did the village get a deal or something like that? Is the police department gonna have all Subarus they now? They did not. No, they did not. But these are things you should work on. Maybe you could you know have some sort of partnership <laughs> with the podcast. Oh, trust me, I'm already thinking about that. Like the EP podcast, you know, we'll have a we'll have a Subaru commercial, right, and right. I'll drive a Subaru. I have to. I need a new car, so this is perfect timing for me to go up. Good there advertising. And, yeah, and exactly. Them. Try to work something like that out. The mayor's going to be talking about a lot more on this program, but there's no way we're fitting everything in. That's why we have the EP Podcast Word on the Street. This week brought to you by Leaveforth Law. Larry Leaveforth is a resident of Evergreen Park, helps out all of his neighbors. If you need help, it's time to give him a call. Larry handles everything from personal injury to criminal law, real estate, probate, corporate law. Learn all about the great services he's been providing for your neighbors. Give him a call right now, 708-499-6300. Those green yard waste containers, you know, they're there with your recycling container and your garbage containers. This is the last week they're going to be picking them up for the season. In fact, if you're in the Southwest Quadrant, the last time they picked them up was on Thursday, last week, as everything's going to end after pickup on Wednesday, December the 15th. Bulk Leaf Pickup is also wrapping up this week because there's snow coming up in the forecast. Plan accordingly. Meanwhile, the EP Rec Department is bringing you Christmas Break Camp for Boys and Girls 1st through 6th grade. Indoor and outdoor activities, including a trip over to the Evergreen Park Outdoor Ice Rink. This will last eight days, starting on the 20th of December, ending on the 30th of December. $200. Go on over to the Rec Center and register 3450 West 97th Street. The Evergreen Park Community Center will also be home to an adult sip and paint night. This Thursday, December the 9th, 6 to 9 p.m., 35 bucks. You get paint supplies, wine, beer, appetizers, and a lot of fun. Limited space. Register early. Once again, the rec department, 3450 West 97th Street. Dickens Fest? Yes. As we're talking, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen, and then this, this episode is going to air. And then you had Oktoberfest earlier on, uh, earlier on here in the fall. It's nice to get out to the festivals again, isn't it? And do all oh, the different great. events and things yeah, like yeah. that. People, I think people are, are uh, they responded wonderfully to Oktoberfest. Um, some of our, our Halloween, um, our Halloween offerings, you know, had some rain issues, but you can't control that. I could not believe it. We were basically standing in a enormous puddle over at 50 Acre Park and... People just kept coming to trick-or-treat and get their pumpkins, and then they went and saw the animals. So people did come out and brave the storm, but um, obviously the weather wasn't ideal. But the thing is that when you're out there, everybody's kind of, they know you at this point. I mean, if they didn't know you beforehand, before you were mayor, if they were like, oh, who's my state rep? They know you now. Exactly. I think you're starting to get that now. How? What is it like when you're in a crowd? Can you Can you enjoy yourself, or are you getting approached like, Every two, three minutes, somebody walks up and they got either a complaint or a compliment. I'm not saying it, but I mean, like something constantly, like you always have to be on the ball when you're on the, at those things, right? Yeah, you do. But I mean, generally, 
You know, you really don't get people coming up and kind of harshly complaining. But yeah, people come up and talk to you and generally they just want to kind of say hi and introduce themselves and tell you about their lives and shoot the breeze. I think people are excited when they can see somebody who has an everyday influence on their life out Mm -hmm. in public, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, look, if you lived in the city of Chicago, what's the chance you're really going to stumble across the mayor at some point? Right. And have a conversation. What's nice, too, is, uh, you know, we've been doing this partnership with the Chamber of Commerce, the Welcome to the Village. um, And uh, Kelly Maroney from the Chamber and I go out um, once a week, once every other week, and we deliver these welcome bags to new residents. And so obviously not everybody's home. um, So you just leave it. Uh, but the people who are home, who we then, you know, see how their experience has been so far in Evergreen, make sure they don't have any, you know, issues with their garbage pickup or anything like that. Kelly and I have been able to to talk to people, um, you know, who are moving a lot. You know, obviously a lot of people are moving from Evergreen Park, you know, right. but uh, moving from surrounding suburbs. We've uh, uh, had people from far west suburbs. We met a lady from Brooklyn, New York. We've met people from, you know, different parts of Chicago. And so it's just interesting. And all of them are like, I've I've never met my mayor before. Right. And it's it's a great way to establish um, a dialogue and a relationship. So I've enjoyed it a lot. What do they normally tell you is the reason they came here? I'm curious because you, you like you're saying, you're having these conversations with right. them. I knew you were walking around handing out the bags, but I didn't realize that you were having these con- like long conversations, getting yeah. to know them all. So, I mean, like. I'm sure you go, like, why'd you move here? And some of it makes perfect sense, but I would imagine that there must be some thread that several of them at least have said to you, like, why they come here. I'd say the two most common ones is are um, they have family in the area. Um, like, we just met a guy uh, just last week. He was from Wheaton, and his brother had moved into Evergreen. Uh, he had downsized from wherever he, he had lived. And then uh, this guy's daughter married somebody from the South Side and they moved to, I want to say, Palis or somewhere. And so the house for, next to his brother came up for sale and he and his wife were looking to downsize. So they bought the house like, next door. Next door. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Brooklyn. I hope they all get along. The Brooklyn one was pretty interesting. <laughs> they, they also had family. This right. lady had a. a her, her sister married a guy from Chicago and they eventually moved back and bought a house in Evergreen. And during the pandemic, they were, they just got sick of New York and it was too crowded and too expensive. So they bought a house around the corner from her sister. Um, so you're, you're, you see a lot of people, you know, being introduced to the area because they have family and doing that. And then the second thing we hear is, you know, that people come here because there's good schools. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's one of the things that I always point out to people is that the school system here is great. I mean, like I grew up at 80th and Spalding and so I was in the city. So my option was going to Owen or going to St. Dennis. Like I I remember my parents were like, well, you're going to Catholic school because you're Catholic. But then they would say, eh, because I'm not sending you to this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like when it was high school time, I was like, you're going to Brother Rice, you know, because it's a good education and I'm not sending you to Bogan. And I'm sorry if you went to those places. I really am. If I'm saying that out loud and you're like, those are the greatest schools I have a real ever. good friend, so I have good friends right. who went to Bogan. Were you? Okay. I went to my driving course uh, there. I took driver's ed at Bogan and then um, two of my kids ended up taking their range. You know, remember yeah, yeah. that there? So I have to admit, I'm a pretty good parallel parker. And um, so every time I zip the car in and parallel park it on the first try, I do a chant. Give me a B. Give me an O. Really? Give me a G. Oh my yeah. God. And then... 
I, I, Do your kids I owe make all, fun of you for oh, that? A hundred percent. Yes, they absolutely <laughs> make fun of me. But I owe it all to Bogan. to Bogan, driver's head. You know, I get muscle aches all the time. I've gone from being able to do whatever I want to and not feeling any pain to basically getting pain for any kind of physical activity. Good news, there's a local family-owned Southside business that provides a CBD topical that will not break the bank. Creaky Bone Balm offers concentrated relief for creaky bones. It is an effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm. And guess what? It's made in small batches, always free of preservatives, and all natural ingredients. It's great for muscle aches, tension, inflammation, joint pain. You can even use it for skin ailments like burns and dry cracked skin. Right now, go to creakybone.com and use the promo code BASEMENT. Get 20% off your order. And now check out the new 2,500 milligram balm with reduced pricing on their classic balms. Right now at creakybone.com. What big projects would you like to see in the next year? As we get to the end of this year, and I, I'm going to ask you like what you're most proud of here in the first year and stuff like that, but I'm kind of curious future-wise first. As we go into 2022, you've got, I know you guys are always looking for different businesses to come mm-hmm. in. You've got a few large buildings around here that I, I know that you probably would love to get, you know, filled. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It, are there projects that you're working on or are things that you're thinking of? Are there goals that you have for 2022? Yeah, so we're, we've got um, a couple things that we're working on that I'm not at liberty can't tell me about it to discuss and so one of the things that um, i'm putting together is an economic development advisory committee and uh, we i've already gotten quite a few uh applications from local residents i mean we have a lot of uh people with expertise in the retail industry with in finance in construction in leasing um commercial lending just who, people who are part of this whole process in their professional lives. So why not try and harness some of that um, experience and put it to work in our own town? And um, so our, we're going to put that together. It'll get started over uh, the new year. And the focus will be along 95th yeah. and along Kedzie and how we can, what we should do to make ourselves better positioned to get some of these um, businesses and how we're going to go about attracting them, how we're going to go out marketing ourselves. You know, what do we need to do to step it up? And um, I'm really excited about that. I think you have the bare bones or you have a nice structure with the amount of parking that was put in. Yeah. The village has done an awful lot with we're going to grab this lot or this property and we're going to put a parking lot in. And that supports the businesses because let's be honest, if you have no parking, nobody wants to go. I mean, like I talk to other businesses now, like I have not only the EP podcast, but I have Socks in the Basement and Southside Pod. Those are the big three. And then there's other ones on the network. So I have people that are in the city and people that are out in the deep suburbs. I got a few in Blue Island and everything like that. And one of the things that I will run into when I talk to them, especially the restaurants, is I don't have any parking. And they're very frustrated because it's one of the things that makes their life a lot harder. Like if I can't fill every table, I'm not making enough money to sustain myself. And if I don't have any parking, how am I going to get people to come in here and sit at the table? Um, like we were able to assist TT's restaurant and they now have another parking lot to the south of yeah. their building. And they're doing so well, they open up another location in Westchester. Yeah. yeah. So they're, I mean, so you, you need to, you need to help. And we do keep a, our eye out for um, parcels that we can use for, uh, for parking because it is, it is probably the biggest challenge 
yeah. in in locating places. And you know, we're we're in between two big hospitals. So we are naturally going to have a lot of medical type establishments that want to have, you know, doc offices, labs, things like that. It's okay to fill, but you can't have just medical road. Exactly. You can't you can't have just professional or just so you need a good mix. But what we're um what we are seeing is that the the lending climate for startup restaurants, bars is still there's still hesitancy. And so um, I've also heard that what happens, and, and this is what I, I've heard this from a few different people that are in businesses. The hardest thing right now is they go for a loan and they say, it's going to cost this much for me to build this building out. And they go, no, 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 materials don't yeah, cost right. that much. And it's like, no, 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 they do now they because do, in yeah. the pandemic, we have shortages of this, this, and this, and this, yeah. and the building materials are more. And there's like a disconnect with the banks, not understanding that it does cost more now to build out that right. building. Is there anything government can do with something like that? Like knock on the door of the bank manager and be like, hey, you know, let me explain how this works. Or are they basically on their own and you're just waiting for things to even out? I don't think so. I mean, I they just have like their own be, lending I want to start strong arming people. Yeah, here, right. <laughs> now, I mean, you know, where, where the government is in that space is right. through SBA loans. And I honestly don't know all the ins and outs of an SBA loan. But one of the benefits of an SBA loan is that you can work in some of those construction costs right. as part of your financing. And so, you know, that is helpful as well. But it's it's it, it's still, a even with all this money sloshing around in the economy, um, it has been difficult for these startup restaurant, get going. hospitality type places to get going. Yeah. So hopefully that will ease. And in the meantime, we're going to, you know, we're going to continue to court and, you know, go after uh, places that we think are a great fit, but we're also going to work to make, you know, our streetscape and our amenities and uh, just, you know, our services, things that businesses that will help attract business. This is the perfect time for us to do our shop local spotlight, Mayor Burke. Couple of local businesses we're just trying to shine a light on in case you want to go out and use their services. Dreamers Towing and Recovery makes its home right here in Evergreen Park. They'll buy your junk cars, call Tony whenever you need a tow. In fact, you never know when you're going to need one until you need one. So take this number down right now, put it in your phone. The official tow company of the EP podcast is Dreamers. Give them a call anytime, 24-7-773-410-4549. If you got kids and you want to get them active, you want them to learn how to work out, you want them to improve their skill set for the sport that they're playing, that they enjoy doing, go to Grinders Training Academy. Coming up January 22nd, there's a catcher's boot camp. A max of 20 girls. They got beginner, intermediate, and advanced levels. Grinders is going to be holding this thing over at Bullpen Sports Facility in Elsip. $50 for the session. Go to grindersacademy.com, grinders with a Z, to learn more. Register immediately by texting 708-305-7648 or 773-569-7487. There's a lot of different kinds of businesses here in Evergreen Park, and it's not just it's not just bars and restaurants and, and and shops and everything. You guys have been doing some improvements, from what I can see. You've upgraded some of the parks. So we're uh, we've got a couple upgrades um, in store for 2022. Um, we've ordered equipment. So it actually was real fun. We um, 
the, the Please tell me you get to go out and try out the slides, right? I mean, you, well, get to, you get to go out and pick out the new stuff. We do. So what we did was, you know, there, there are these companies that sell the playground equipment. And so what we had them do is put together um, options for us. And we, we had big boards. And so we brought them out to the community. So we did uh, one at Kennedy Park where we had the community come out and we had three options and we had people vote. And then we took those boards to Northeast School and we let the kids and the parents and the, the teachers kind of look at it. And there was consensus around one particular design. So you had them put it together and then people got to take a look at it and be yeah. like, I like this one? Yeah. That's kind of cool. And we did the same thing with um, Veterans Park at 97th in uh, California. Okay. Um, so I was over at South um, East School and the kids and the parents were able to weigh in on that. Um, we're doing uh, a facelift at Candy Cane Park, which okay. is right behind the high school. And then we're doing... Um, I love how you're calling them by their park name, and I don't know what they're trust called. Trust me, I've learned a lot. I, <laughs> I have no idea what they're called. And then, like, you give the location, I go, oh, yeah. okay. I guess that's Candy Cane Park. And like, then I didn't know that. We're planning on doing um, uh, tennis court refurbishment and adding um, pickleball lines to the uh, area at Duffy Park. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's all, you know, it's all dependent on when the equipment gets in and the weather and all that stuff. But we're really looking forward to having um, some great new stuff for next summer. I try to avoid it. We've talked about this. I try to stay off of the Facebook, okay, and the and the Twitter and everything else. But I go and post the show in these community groups. So, like, so that they know the EP Pocket, like, when this show comes yeah, sure. out, it'll be in all the different Evergreen Park Facebook groups that, you know, Mayor Burke is on the EP Podcast this week. And what will what happen is I'll see a post every once in a while that's sitting in there. And I've noticed in the ones, especially because we'll post it in the 19th Ward one, we'll put it in the Beverly Mount Greenwood ones as well and stuff like that. The border to Evergreen in Chicago, they've had some violent crimes that have popped off that it seems like people are very nervous about. How much does Evergreen Park and the police department pay attention to that? Because it's right on the other side of the road. Because because criminals don't understand that it's a completely different village. In fact, actually, they know. They feel like they can come into this village and then escape back into Chicago. So do they saturate like in certain areas? Do they pay attention? Do they work with Chicago at all when Chicago started to have an upgrade? An uptick? An excellent, excellent um, uh, communication and rapport with the Chicago Police Department. So the 22nd District, uh, which is the Morgan Park Station, that that is most of our border. But then we also have the 8th District, which is uh, on our northern border. So the commanders of those districts and our police department are in very constant cooperate, uh, communication, especially when things do happen either on the borders or, you know, something starts in Chicago and, the, and proceeds down 95th Street or vice versa. They're always, you know, uh, making sure that they're in communication. Yeah, I, I always thought about it because um, I remember, you, you've, I've told you this before, I'm an, I was a 911 dispatcher for the right. county. Yeah. And I remember that county police officers would exchange radios or at least frequencies with the Chicago guys or a suburb yeah. so that they could keep track of yeah. what was going on because it wasn't on their radio. Exactly. So I, th- I I know that it's important, especially when you're surrounded on three sides, basically, yeah. here by Chicago, to have it, like, for your guys to know, you know, the men and women in uniform for Evergreen Park to know what's going on around Absolutely. them, right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. You, you you need the coordination, and they they work very well together. Do you get a lot of updates and stuff like that? Yeah. I would imagine you didn't do that as much doing state rep stuff. That must be interesting to kind of learn more and more about, like, the criminal element and how things move around and how police do policing and stuff like that must be intriguing. It is fascinating. Yeah. And it's, uh you know, even just learning about the investigatory techniques and 
um, the role that technology plays in investigating a lot of these crimes, both for Chicago and um, for Evergreen or Oak Lawn or anybody is absolutely fascinating. And I can't say enough good things about the good work that the Evergreen Park Police Department does. Um, and also, you know, the, the Chicago cops who work in 22 and 8, who, you know, we often overlap with. You know, the police have started, especially for the holidays, um, what they call their walk and talk, um, which is where they are going into the business establishments and all along the commercial corridor. So not just along Western, but along 95th, um, along Pulaski, and making sure that, uh, first of all, the shoppers know that they're, you know, out there and uh, keeping an eye on things and that the the folks who work in all these stores know. And I mean, they're, they're a, a very responsive police force to begin with, but just to be more visible, especially during the crowded holiday shopping, it's been real successful. Walk and talk is probably why the guy who won the money tree hunt was a was an Evergreen Park cop. Because <laughs> right, he, he knew every business. <laughs> right. it was a little exactly. bit of an advantage because he, he knew exactly. every business. For next time that they do that. So and everybody... where all their air conditioners <laughs> were. <and everything>. <laughs> <laughs> Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Christmas is coming up before I let you out of here. What is the mayor's family doing for Christmas? So my youngest was home from school and then my two older kids, she goes to the University of Vermont. Oh, um, so why she would you home. come home from Vermont <laughs> when you could stay there? Because she loves and her go mother. Skiing. And then my two older kids have apartments, uh, you know, in the city. And so everybody was home uh, for a couple nights over Thanksgiving. So they put the tree up. So we still have to, we still have to do the lights and everything on the outside. And then, um, Christmas Eve, we usually spend, well, we always spend with my husband's family, with the Burks. They're a lot of fun. Um, and it's just a crazy millions of people and babies and everything all over the place. So that's really fun. (laughs) And then we're still kind of up in the air. We spend Christmas evening with my family and it's sort of who's who's not at the in-laws type right, thing. Right. And so uh, my sister and I are kind of arm wrestling about who's hosting. So. I don't I don't like to see anybody on Christmas. Oh. I get it all out of the way on Christmas Day. All right, Christmas Eve. And then Christmas, I just live in my pajamas. We lucked out because Erica's from West Virginia. So she's got half her family there. Right. And her father's out with her stepmother in Kansas City. Does anyone and come to visit? None for- of these people ever want to come to Chicago <laughs> right. for Christmas. And every year it's like, oh, this is awesome. I get Christmas off because my parents, my family's right, always been right. Christmas Eve. So somehow I've lucked out for like the last 20 years not having to do anything on Christmas. I just sit around and play with the toys with the kids. It's like the greatest uh, thing in the world. It's amazing. I usually have a pretty good time on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. play cards. We play left, center, right. Yeah. Uh, we've games and stuff. It's, it's a good time. And then, you know, then you got to recuperate. Village going to be lazy and take Christmas off. You're going to close on Christmas. Well, it's a Sunday. Unbelievable. So yeah. Unbelievable. Yes. You guys don't do anything over mm-hmm. at that place. I'm going on Facebook right now. I'm going to write something <laughs> nasty about you. All right. Well, before I get you out of here, give me one thing. Maybe there's two that in this year, your first year, your first calendar year, I mean, you didn't start at the beginning of the year, but your first calendar year, 
here in Evergreen Park stood out to you as mayor? Like it's something that you you were happy you were able to do, something that you learned about the village that you thought was awesome, some kind of event that you thought was great. But like as you look back on this year, as you get to the end of uh, 2021, what stood out to you uh, the first calendar year that you were the mayor of Evergreen Park? Um, I think because of the, you know, the uh, COVID receding at least a bit in the vaccines, we were able to get together more often. So we were able to have a, a the I, I loved the Oktoberfest. I thought it was a great community more event. steins next year yep, for the stein we will, competition. we will yeah. buy more steins <laughs> but um also just being able to work through a lot of the issues around communication and community engagement we've got a couple things that we're working on that once i don't want to talk about them really till um they're till they're all squared away but rolling out that we're going to have to have the community more engaged make it easier to interact with the village um and village officials and i think people are going to love it and it's been a lot of fun to do that's awesome. Yeah. Well, in, enjoy your holidays. Thank you. You too. Uh, like I said, we're recording this before Dickens Fest. So I will see you at Dickens Fest. Dickens Fest. And don't forget. Even also, though Dickens Fest is over by the time people heard The us. City Lights Orchestra yeah. um, at Holy Redeemer Church that is uh, sponsored by the Village of Evergreen Park. Yeah. And um, you can get your tickets at the rec center. It is uh, December 19th in the evening. Fantastic. Get those tickets quick, too. Yep. They run through those very quickly, but that's that's going to be a great show. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just a, a Lollapalooza of a Christmas show. Lollapalooza. And it's free. That's what you should rename it now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be trademark. Evergreen Park Lollapalooza Christmas. <laughs> there might be a copyright. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue either. Kelly Burke, thanks so much for joining me down here, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chris. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks. It's gonna be a good one. Nudie's basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudie's basement. The broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at theeppodcast.com.